Welcome to The Abundant Life with your host, me, Brandon Kelly. Hey, welcome to The Abundant Life with me, your host, Brandon Kelly. This is episode 14, and we are in John chapter 5. About to finish that chapter up today. I'm coming to you a, a day late, all right? And the reason is because we've been potty training my daughter, and it's been going well, but, you know, it takes up a lot of time, especially when she wakes up early in the morning. So it's a day late. That's pretty good. I'm good with that. Day late. That's all right. We live in a backwards culture. <laughs> when we think about the, the way in which God wants us to live and we look at the way in which the world is, we see a big difference. We see a big difference. And it's interesting, too, because a lot of people are okay with Jesus. You know, we, we hear a lot that um, people aren't... aren't they don't like Christians, you know, because they have been hurt by Christians. And we get that, you know, I, at least I do. But a lot of people, most people are, are okay with Jesus. And yet what we see from, from people's lives, what we see with, from the world as a whole is, is everything but the way, except for the way in which God wants us to live. And, and it's crazy just the amount of just relevance this passage has to the way in which our culture is, and really the way in which the world has always been. So what we're going to see here is that Jesus is going to show us that we've always been more likely to follow some person rather than God. We've always been more likely to follow some some person who's in, in, in whatever it is, he's like in it for his own interests rather than following Jesus who was in it for our interests. It's so counterintuitive. It's so interesting. But let's jump in. John chapter 5, verse, uh, verses 30 to 47. It's kind of a long passage, but really what Jesus is doing, he's continuing his conversation with these Jews who wanted to kill him back in verse 18, because um, Jesus was basically making claim to divinity. And verse 18 says this, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, and he was doing that too, but he was even calling God his own father making himself equal with God. So if you go back to, I believe it is episode 12, I kind of go into why it is the Jews were wanting to kill him. And then last last week, uh, we talked about um, how Jesus was talking about the second coming, and we talked about heaven, how there's something better than heaven. So if you haven't listened to episode 13, I highly recommend you do that. And you don't necessarily have to do that before you listen to this. You don't have to pause this and go back. But let's jump in. John chapter 5, verses 30 to 47. This is what Jesus says. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was, a, he was a burning and shining lamp, 
and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen. And you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. (laughs) The irony. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I did not receive glory from people. But I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. (laughs) How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have your set hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So he, he's pushing back against these people who want to kill him because he's claiming to be divinity. He's, he's claiming to be God. And he's pushing back against them because the Jews, they had set their hope on not the one who, Jesus, or who God has sent now, right in the moment. But they had still set their hope on Moses, who had brought them the law. And that's where their hope was. They had hope that they were going to be uh, with God when they died. That they had hope that, that they were going to be God's people. They were going to remain to be God's people just because they were Jewish. Just because that's how things have always been. And yet, it's so ironic that, that Jesus is calling out these people who had looked to the Word of God, the Old Testament, their scriptures, for salvation. They searched it. And yet, standing right before them is the one in whom they should have been searching for. Because all the scriptures were pointing to Jesus. And yet, they were still searching So, when you're searching for something and you're not searching for the right thing, you ain't going to find the right thing. Let me go back to verses 32 to 34. I want to just highlight a few of these passages, a few of these spots, and just give you a little bit of thoughts. And we're going to apply the text, and we're going to call it a day. Verse 32 to 34, There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John. Like you, you went to him, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the, te- not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. Like you, you guys have already trusted in the validity of John's uh, prophet being a prophet. Y'all believe that he was a prophet. You guys went to him, and he had his testimony. This was his testimony that, that he was testim testifying about me, about my mission, about my validity, about my nature, about who I am. I am the Messiah. And I'm telling you about John because, listen, I'm greater than he was. 
and yet you continue to go to man. I mean, John was special, but he was a prophet. He was a man. And yet you're more likely to believe him than you are to believe me. And guess what? I created you. I made you. I made this whole universe. And yet you are forsaking me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Verse verse 37, I want to highlight this too. And the father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. Like not only did John bear witness about me, but God himself, the father. God the father has borne witness about me. And then he says this, his voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen. That's crazy. Because throughout the Old Testament, we see God speaking to people. We see him taking forms like when, when the, the Israelites were in the wilderness, a cloud by day and a fire by night, we, we see a form, right? Moses in the burning bush, God spoke to him in that way. And yet what Jesus is saying is that, you know, God is greater than who you know him to be. Even though he's spoken to you, you haven't heard his real voice. Even though you've seen him in a form, you haven't seen his real form. He's greater. And and he is the one who is bearing witness about me. And yet you still don't believe. Verses 39 to 40. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is... They that bear witness about me. So not only does God and not only does John bear witness about me, but the scriptures you search for day and night, trying to find salvation, trying to find life, they bear witness about me as well. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. You're searching for it. You're searching for it. It's like, it's like the, you, the, you did a Google search, and I'm the first one that comes up because I'm the real one. But you're searching for all the other ones. You went to page 50 and you're still looking. Go back to page 1. I'm the top result because I'm the real one. Google knew it. You don't act like you know it. You've been searching the scriptures and they're pointing back to me. Got a couple more and then I want to apply this to our day right now. Verse 43, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. Another more, just more irony here. I've come in God's name. He is bearing witness about me. And yet, if some Yahoo came and he was bearing witness about himself, you, you would believe him. It makes no sense. No sense. Verses 45 to 47. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you. This is so interesting. It's almost as if Jesus is getting to his main point of all the things that he's saying. Like, you, you guys have searched all for me in the, all the wrong places. You, you, you've, you've been searching for life, and yet I'm the one. I am, I am the life, and you are, you are about to kill me. You want to kill me. And yet I've been, I'm the one you've been searching for. But, but then he gets to this. And this just shows me God's grace right here. 
Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you. Jesus didn't come to accuse. He, he didn't come to accuse. That's already been done. Moses, on whom you have your set hope, who had on Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Moses was giving, given the law of God. And we read in Romans that the law was put in place so that we would know what sin is. So that we could see God's standard and we could see that we can't meet it. And in response, we would realize that we need a savior. That's what it was. And yet these people were hoping in Moses rather than in Jesus. And Moses, his mission, one of them, was to bring the law of God to God's people. And in result, be the accuser of their sins. And yet they were forsaking Jesus, the one who came to save them from their sins. (laughs) How often do we look to something that accuses us rather than at Jesus who saves us? How often do we look to other things for hope when we know deep down that the only one who can give us real hope is Jesus, the one who came to be the hope of the world. So, so what do we do with this passage? What do we do with it? Well, I think, at least for me, verses 39 and 40 really stick out as to what, what it is that we do still here today in our, in our time. I mean, we do all this, like what, what we've been talking about, looking to people rather than looking to God. And then we also do this, verses 39 to 40. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. How many people, I just wonder, how many people would go to church on Sunday, or even listen to this podcast, or read a blog, or or read scripture, maybe read scripture a lot, and yet they do all those things, And at the end of the day, they have not given their life to Jesus. I wonder if that's you. I wonder if you have searched the scriptures, you've read your Bible, you've gone to church, you're obviously listening to this podcast, and you still, at the end of the day, have not given your whole life to Jesus. That, to me, is the only thing that we can really do in response to this. So the action item for today is simply this. Search the scriptures and see. Search the scriptures and see. Jesus is real. He's the full and the abundant life. Jesus is real life. He's full life and he's abundant life. If you search the scriptures, you'll see that they point to Jesus. He is the hope of the world. Don't look to anyone else. Stop looking to people for your hope. They will fail you. Look to the author and perfecter of your faith. Look to Jesus. Look to the one in whom has been sent to save you, not accuse you. Don't be looking to your accusers anymore. Search the scriptures and see. Jesus is real life, full life, and abundant life. He is the author of life too. And that's pretty amazing. 
Hey, thanks so much again for joining me on episode 14 of The Abundant Life. I hope it's been a blessing. I hope it's been an encouragement. I hope it's been challenging to you. If it has, would you go on to iTunes uh, or Stitcher and leave a rating and a review and subscribe? That would be awesome because what that will do is get this podcast in front of more people. And so, you know, more people can live the abundant life in Jesus Christ. They can be encouraged on a weekly basis. So thanks so much uh, again. And you can also subscribe on brandonkelly.org. I've got a four-week devotional that has four audio sessions and then daily prompts that will, uh, it's called Journey. And uh, it's, it's all about helping you get to know God in a deeper way. And I believe it's a ton of value. And it's all for free, brandonkelly.org. Just go check that out. You can also find the show notes there. So with that, hey, have a great week. Live abundantly in Jesus. Search the scriptures and see him.